Teddy, Teddy. What's up, man? My apologies, bro. <laughs> yes, Teddy. You can you see My me? My apologies. I know you, I, I, you, you way, I know you got way more money than me. You got way more clout, my nigga. You a movie star and shit. You got stunt doubles. They don't got a nigga to match my body to jump out no planes. And, <laughs> and I'm late. So why, why weren't you late? First of all, Teddy, this is my homeboy, Lee. He, he'll be helping out. He won't be on the main podcast, but he like research okay. department. What's happening, my man? What's up with it, bro? I just yeah. had to mix up a times, and then my ass just looked around, and I was like, it's 11, <laughs> and I'm late. <laughs> but I do, I do the fuck with you today, Just I, I, you know, you know, it's nothing but love and respect, bro. Hey, man, well, I appreciate that because a lot of niggas be leaving me on red, and I'm like, uh, I, I know, I know you, like I know you from open mic days, and you leave. You know me. why too, Just You follow zero people, so <laughs> niggas take that as like a sign of. Well, do we fuck with me? I don't really care who you follow, nigga. But I just hope niggas is doing well. That's all. That's my only prayer. You, you want to know why I follow zero people? It's way less stressful. No, not not just that. I was seeing the disrespect before I unfollowed everybody. Wow. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It was too many people that I was too closely associated with that wasn't fucking with me. That I felt like wasn't fucking with me. But when I see them in person, oh, what up, Jay? What up, Jay? You doing it, Jay? Oh, you on TV, you getting it in, Jay. But if I would reach out to them, you see what I'm saying? Or if I was doing something, they go ghost. You know what I'm saying? Curve me. So That's I how went, they do. They did T-Pain like that. You know. But I ain't T-Pain. T-Pain, T-Pain said I gave a hook to everybody. And when I needed something in return, I couldn't get no callback. I feel them. You know what I'm saying? I just need T-Pain money before niggas start treating me like T-Pain, though. See, I, I <laughs> <laughs> Hey, bro, you got Justin Hires money. Let's talk about that. I'm doing okay. You know, <laughs> you know, we done came a long way, both of us. But first of all, I want you to know, I appreciate you for hopping on, bro. I appreciate you for uh, hitting me back because we don't follow each other. Uh, but people be acting like they don't see the unread messages. I'm like, cut the shit. You see the unread messages. On Instagram, I'm a celebrity too. I'm like, I'm verified. Man. You see the unread message. At most, it take me about a couple of days to shift through bullshit, but but you check it. Yeah, exactly. So when people when people do that, I see it. I'm glad it started off this way because people, I'm sure a lot of people be wondering why I don't follow nobody. I'm gonna tell you the other reason why I don't follow anybody. Super focus. I'm in a point right now where I have to be super focused. So even if you watch the Olympics and you see uh, track stars racing each other, when, when you're behind and you start looking around, you're going to lose the race. Point blank. Mm. I don't have time to be looking at what everybody else is doing. I'm trying to be super focused. However, the difference between me and the rest of these fuck niggas is I still... <laughs> I still support everybody's shit. If somebody hit me up, I was known for always sharing people content on my social media. Left and right, sharing shit. But when I have some shit, everybody act like they don't see it. That's cool. I share shit because I'd be happy for everybody. So that being said, still though, the reason why I fucking did all that is like, I'm trying to be super focused. That's number one. Um, and then, yeah, I see- Because these hoes is a distraction. Huh? This house is a distraction, just you, you got your family life together. <laughs> I had to unfollow about 60 bitches last week. <laughs> just to clear my mind. You got a lady? Uh no. I mean, you know, I'm working on it. I, I just I ain't shit. I ain't gonna sit here and lie to you. I ain't shit right now. Um but yeah. Hey man, all right. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a start it off for real, for real. I mean, I'm keeping all this shit in the episode, but I'm a, <laughs> I'm gonna start it off for real, for real. Which is, we got Teddy Ray, man. Um, one of the funniest comedians out here. I remember when I first started seeing him on the open mic scene. I was like, yo, this dude's funny. Um, uh, you see, huh? I wanna, I wanna, I wanna say you credits. I wanna do you right. I wanna do you right. Now that we ready. For sure, you know for sure. All, all deaf comedy. Um, uh, how to be broke. <laughs> Uh, the, the a movie Funny Fat Guy. I need to check that movie. Out. I ain't seen that one yet. Um, but yo, he's a he's an all deaf. Fuck guy, that know? movie. They never gave me my check. Oh well, fuck that movie then. That's lame as shit, bro. Man, 
Damn. It was one of them. We'll send you your check. We'll send you your check. They kept doing me like that. And I just. Hey, man. Fuck Anywho. That. Hey, fuck the movie Funny Fat Got It. <laughs> I mean, it was a low budget shit anyway. Anybody seen it. But. <laughs> hey, but we got Tedder in. I want, I want you to know the reason why I started this platform. See, here goes to my point. Here goes to my point that I said earlier. I created this platform. Yes, of course, it helps me to, to grow my podcast, right? But the true reason I created this platform was to celebrate people that I feel are living legends and or making legendary moves in their career. Again, that's me. So even though I don't follow nobody, I still created a platform to shed light on people that I fuck with, whether or not I don't know if they fuck with me or not, but I fuck with them. I, I respect what they're doing, appreciate what they're doing, see what they're doing, and I want to use this platform to highlight. So Teddy, you one of those people, bro, you know, that I've been seeing um, that, that we've known for a while. You done participated in one of my videos way back in the day when we ain't had no money, you know? <laughs> Man, I think the first time seeing million views next to my name was off your video. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, With the Rick Ross, I did the cypher. Yeah, man. So we did a we did a sketch way back in the day called the BT Hip Hop Cipher, uh, and it was the first one I did. I was taking a nap one day in the afternoon. I was broken, unemployed, and I was sitting on my couch <laughs> in Burbank. And um, oh, this sound like a college, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a, a city college commercial. I know, right? And I woke up. And I think BT was on, and I woke up, and they announced like the BT Hip Hop Awards was about to air like a week from that day or whatever. And then the shit just clicked. I was like, oh, shit, what if we, like, spoof that shit? Because I remember they do, did the ciphers every year. So I hit up Teddy to play Rick Ross. And this is when I realized how funny you were, Teddy. It was actually during that sketch. Because I assumed you was just going to have a bunch of overweight jokes in your bars. Like, I, I assumed that was – but your bars was any and everything but that. Like, you wrote from an entirely different perspective that I, I encourage anybody to look it up. It got, like, 2 million views now or some shit like that on YouTube. Yeah, you about to have me look it up. Like, what the fuck did I say? Exactly, bro. But I just remember when I heard your bars, because everybody wrote their own verses. And, and I remember I said, damn, I was like, man, I was like, it was so smart. You see, you see what I'm saying? It was so smart, and it could only be written by someone that is of a heavier size. Because if I would have wrote it, I automatically would have went for the low-hanging fruit. But when right. you wrote it, it came from an entirely different perspective. And I was like, damn. And that's when I realized how funny you were. I knew you was funny. That's why. And I knew you fit the body frame for what I was going for. But that's when I was like, yo, Teddy, Teddy's for real, for real. Appreciate that, man. I had a lot of fun on that shoot. Uh, doing Working with people like you and James Davis early early and what i was doing really taught me a lot because y'all y'all had the ball going i didn't know you was broken and employed nigga you had moves you was making back then <laughs> and i would be like oh i need to get with you know i need to not look up to niggas but definitely study people and study their successes first off highlight you know salute their successes but study them you know i don't think there's nothing wrong with that so you and James Davis and Sydney were some of the earliest people I've seen networking with the networks and having meetings and shit like that and doing shit that was important to the career. And I would be like, eh, fuck with these open mic niggas talking about. I'm trying to get <laughs> more on this side. You feel me? So yeah. shout out to y'all for just doing what y'all doing, being stomped down, pressed down. I remember you, uh, you was when you was on your audition and you was open micing at the same time. I don't think I ever seen a nigga work that hard. <laughs> straight up, straight up. Because even when was when was that? That was two thousand and twelve, I think, when we did that. So yeah, I don't think I was really doing nothing in two thousand. Maybe commercials at that time. I know I might have been doing. I had like disaster date I did on MTV. You know, so I was. I would always. However, miss. you wasn't doing nothing to me. It looked like you was doing more than me. So <laughs> right. I'm like, these niggas is doing more than me. That that was my motto. I just gotta kick it with niggas doing more than me. I I I be getting where I fit in and learn from them. Hey, so you from um you from LA, correct? Yes, sir. But I also used to live. You know, we got Florida ties. I used to live in Florida for like nine years. Oh shit! I ain't know. I don't think I ever knew that. What part? 
We talked about it. It, it was long ago. I was about to say, yeah. I don't forget. I ain't yeah, I, was, I used to live in Sarasota. That's crazy. And Tampa and Brandon, them areas. Because, you know, I wore, this, I wore this for you. You know what I'm saying? Hilarious. <laughs> I done had a bunch you of like these cheese burgers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My Minister Society shirt. Uh, I done had two other L.A. people. I had Wendy Raquel Robinson on. Uh, I just did her, you know, from the Steve Harvey show. And Hell yeah. yeah. Shout out to Wendy. She used to uh, teach all the little young Crips and Bloods how to act. Yep. That's what, the day. that's what we were talking about. And I had uh, Now Evans on also. Oh, that's dope. Yep. Shout out to Dawes. Shout out to Wendy. Yeah, bro. So how, how was it growing up in the in that time period? Because I know you're you younger than them. I was kind of asking them, like, about the gang violence and stuff like that. Because, you know, that's something that we always saw. Were you in L.A. during that time or were you in Florida during that time? I was in L.A. I got to L.A. 99-2000. So anybody that knows L.A. about them years know L.A. was still pretty much the same L.A. that was rapped about in all the music. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember seeing Bloods for the first time in the park, thinking these niggas was a music group. <laughs> like, I thought these niggas sung R&B or something. Like, oh, they wear all red, they match it. No, these niggas got burners in their khakis. And they'll shoot. I'm just a kid, so I'm not their target. But, you know, just seeing shit like that, I'd be like, oh, okay. And then my first time getting banged on, it, it's steps that it takes to get broken into this L.A. mental. <laughs> what was that the first time you got banged on? I told a nigga he looked familiar. Oh, shit. Because I thought I had seen him at a family reunion or something and he just kind of flipped it back on me so cold that I was just like I, I don't know no more and I walked away. <laughs> what you mean I look familiar? I did you come here like talking about I look familiar nigga like I didn't know them was fighting words to LA people because LA niggas do so much dirt they don't them ain't words you want to hear. Damn straight but up. I didn't know that growing up you feel me I was just Aloof. But who who did you grow up with? What was your family like? Did you have both parents, <laughs> siblings, or, or what? Uh, yeah, I had siblings. Um, but you know, we had split up stories. So half of them is in Florida. Most of my brothers and sisters, my younger brothers and sisters, in Florida. I got an older sister out here. Um, and then my mama adopted a sister while I was out here. And then I just found out I had a new your brother. Mom adopted a sister. She she adopted her friend died and she adopted her daughter. Oh, gotcha. So, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That's what's that's, okay. Okay. Damn, I ain't know that, man. But see, that's why I wanted to have these conversations because I wanted to give people opportunity to get to know you. I know, like on social media, you know, people just see. I don't know how many pod. I, I see you on uh the Morning Culture. Uh, I love. It. I did a podcast too. Oh, uh, yeah. Shout out to Morning Culture, man. Tyler Chronicles, Rave, uh, motherfucking Ronnie Jordan, everybody over there. Much yeah. love. Yeah, man. They 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 doing their thing, man. Um, but I but I know oftentimes people just see sketches and little snippets here and there and stuff like that. So get you know, get an opportunity for people to really get to know you. When when did you start getting into comedy? Uh and before April, you answer that, when when did you and, my anniversary is tomorrow, April 24th, 2010. Dang, that's wild. So I remember I was on, I just told Duval, oh, nine, I was heavy on this nigga's Twitter account, just like laughing all day. Like just, I would go back weeks sometimes just to laugh, re-laugh at certain tweets. And I, his Twitter mixed with my infatuation for comedy that I always had since I was like nine or ten. It turned from comedy being like some magic trick where I was like, Bernie Mac, I can't do that. I saw that and I was like, I, I that's that's impossible. But on Twitter, it's kind of like watching somebody do the work. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, when you in class and the teacher was like, show your work. And then, like, Twitter was kind of like a comedian showing his work almost. And Duval was kind of one of the first comics that I studied. And I was like, oh. So that's how I can actually just write a statement. You know, it may, it may or may not be funny, but at least I have a gauge. Man, that, that's, that's, it. that's amazing because I was just talking, I had Guy Tori on, and we were talking about how, 
Seinfeld said he was he was doing this interview with Eddie Murphy on comedians and cars getting coffee. And Seinfeld was like, you know, I feel like Eddie Murphy is one of the funniest comedians to ever live. And right. Eddie, Murphy, Eddie Murphy was like, Bernie Mac? And then Seinfeld was like, yeah, Bernie Mac. Um, and Eddie Murphy was like, oh, but what about these dudes? And Eddie Murphy started naming like a bunch of like older people that he grew up watching. But I'm like, no, motherfucker, Bernie Mac. Like Bernie Mac for me is the funniest. That's the hardest I've ever laughed in my life is Bernie Mac's King of Comedy uh, set. That's we shared. Then we we shared a story that we passed out. You bet, my nigga. Yeah. I told guy story. I I told guy the same story. He was looking at me like I was a little crazy. I'm like, no, bro. I literally passed out laughing, bro. And I came back too. That's how hard I was laughing. Yeah, my mama was worried. We was watching it all in my sister room. My mama sitting on my sister bed. I'm sitting on the floor. I do one of them where I'm laughing so hard, I got to lay down, stretch my body out. And then, like, she just said I was out for a little bit. And then I just shot back up laughing. <laughs> like, I did the same thing, bro. Let me tell you the scariest thing, though. I was by myself. At least your mama was around. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could have just died. And nobody would have known, bro, because I was in the bedroom by myself. That's amazing. It would have just been the credits rolling and then your body on the floor. <laughs> what you want? What you need? What you want? What you need? That's Don't amazing. Don't ask me why I know that song. You remember the end credit song. That's amazing. Um, that get me to the next point, man. First of all, that's dope that you remember shit because I have a terrible memory. You know, me you too. I smoke a lot of weed, Just Okay. <laughs> but shit that really means something to me, I'll never forget. That's what's up, bro. Feel free to smoke over here too if you want to. Do you? Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. What's your. I like how you just let me smoke in my own house. I <laughs> know, <laughs> 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 Well, I had. No, because no, I, had, I had Patrick Cloud on, and I'm just name dropping a bunch of niggas I had on. I had Patrick on. And Patrick, uh, he was hesitant about smoking. And I was like, bro, you can smoke if you want to smoke. I was like, I don't give a shit. You know, he, I, he didn't know what the situation was. You're good. You need to, you need to spit. No, I'm looking for my weed now. You uh, <laughs> me to smoke. No, I'm looking for my weed. I can't. Uh, it's okay. I, I ain't, I ain't tripping. Oh, it's in my hoodie. Hilarious. What's your writing process? Because you were just talking about Twitter and everything. How, how you go about writing your material? Um, I feel like now I kind of, my writing process is more conversational. Like I'll talk out what I'm feeling to somebody. And if I get certain reactions, like I got a certain person that I always, I don't want to say run jokes by, but just, I have daily conversations with this nigga and certain things i how they react based on how their reaction, I'll know, okay, that's a good, that's a keeper. Or I never say that shit again, nigga. You wildin', <laughs> you crazy. You know, it's just certain things you just gotta know because you not, I don't know, ain't nobody out here shooting 100% from the field, so. Nobody. You gotta learn off the misses, you feel me, so. Do that person ever get annoyed because he feels like you're, trying out material with him or or y'all so cool that he just like man y'all just talking we talking. so cool and i'm not the nigga that i don't set it up like that right like if, if you watch my comedy i don't even say i i have a hard time it took me a minute to learn segues premises all this other shit i came in this bitch with raw emotion raw feeling raw thoughts and it after a while I could craft a set and go in and out of certain shit, you know. But what what's that room we used to do in Compton? The my room, the family room. The family room, yeah. Yep. You still yep. have that show? Nah, 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 man. We, you know, I had to graduate, brother. <laughs> I had to graduate. Well, really, uh, we had graduated in a sense. Of like just career because after when that first we had that we had that spot two different runs mm -hmm. so we had that first run for like a year or some change then after that i started getting the add work you know just extra work was popping up and i was just blessed uh 
And then it got to a point where it was like, damn, I ain't getting up enough. I'm getting all this work, but I'm not getting up enough. I need to get my strength back. And so that's what made us bring the show back. But now, you know, I've, I've been balanced out. I, I got a show that we uh doing at the Ha Ha or pre-pandemic. We was doing this show once a month at the Ha Ha. Mm -hmm. And now we trying to get that back jumping. Okay, dope. Uh, yeah, you gonna see me around. Now that my my show got canceled last week, uh, so last week, damn. <laughs> oh, maybe two. We ran for five years though, so I ain't tripping. Um, okay, that that hey, hey, that, that's that five percent, ten percent bonus every year. But they already know they got back in, buddy. The kids straight. I got more than that because I negotiated. I was like, y'all gonna have to pay me some goddamn money. Yeah, they had to do more than hey, that five percent bonus. I, I, I got some shit I'm negotiating right now. I, uh, I might need a lawyer connect. Hey, you? Yeah, well, let me know, bro. Um, I actually helped Jasmine Lee with her um uh, negotiation for you know she do the People's Party to live qualies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and she hit me up, and I mean she got what you know a uh, uh, increase in what the fuck she needed. But yeah. I was, I, but she talked to me, and I kind of let her know what to ask for and stuff like that. So you know, I'm available, and you got my number. So you know, what I'm saying, yeah. feel free to hit me up if you need to about that. But that being said, too, a lawyer, um, I, I got one too. You know, uh, if you need somebody, five percent of what they tax you. They get five percent. All right, man. Yeah, he get he gets five percent. But there's some lawyers that do like a one time fee. I heard. Um, so. They got two different types, you know. So, yeah. I mean, it's just. But the one that I deal with, he he usually, if he works on your deal, then he gets five percent. Okay. We talk about some okay. super industry shit. People listening, either people man, because you see, I, all I asked was, is, is it five percent? Because it's some new rookie, and it's I, I hate to down my people, and it be niggas be like, I got you like fifteen. You know, I look oh, for nah, that, that ain't how it you goes, are bro. a robber, sir. But I be telling people it's unfortunate, bro. You know, I, I I try to work with our people, man, but I always have problem. I have let me preface this. I have problem with white people too. Um uh, that 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 have represented me. However, you expect more maybe from your own people. Yeah. So when, so when they don't do right by you, you like, God damn, bro. You feel hurt, but then I be having to realize we we hurt people out here anyway. So I almost I almost instantly forgive you, but I know not to go down certain roads with you ever again, you know? Uh, straight up. So when you first started, where, where was the first time you got up at when you started doing stand-up? Westside Comedy Theater, Santa Monica, California. It was a random Saturday. Uh, In the afternoon, right? They, they did them late afternoon, early evening. Okay. Sun might have been going down. I lied to my family, told them I was going to the store. I'll be right back. And, uh, yeah, I just went and changed my life right quick, forever. How'd it and, go? Uh, yeah, my first first time on stage, I, I, I bombed, but it wasn't like a bomb so bad to where I didn't want to do it again. So that shit hooked me. I was hooked. I, mainly, I forgot my, my set. I think if I'd have remembered the rest of my jokes, I probably would have did okay, but... I did like a minute and a half. I didn't know how to gauge three minutes. All right. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's, that's three, right? Okay. All right. Good night. And when and anybody don't know, when you start not doing stand-up, three minutes is a long-ass time. Bruh. <laughs> it's a long time. Now, if somebody asks us to do three minutes, we spit in their face. <laughs> it's like three minutes for most Nigga comic to say hello. Right. <laughs> Straight up. Mike Epps, you see anybody that you get them, they it takes them three minutes to do the butterfly. <laughs> say hello. Do they shit. You gotta do his count shit. You gotta do his day. Man. Who who were some of the comedians um you were hanging with uh at the open mic scene when you was coming up? Who who was your squad? Uh Brandon Lewis was my road dog. That was uh, hey Lee, wait a minute before you keep keep going. If Lee's listening, who who do I who did I text to get uh, uh Teddy's phone number? Say it again, Jay. I said who did I text to get Teddy's phone number? <laughs> Brendan. <laughs> I already know it. He was the first person. I said where the fuck Teddy at? I said let me text Brandon Lewis. He'll know. <laughs> and then I was about to text Doughboy, but I think you had already hit me back. I don't think I text Doughboy. But anyway, 
But who who else? Who else you uh, uh Ezel? It was I just remember me, Brandon, Ezel was at Mike's every day. I had a homie named Plug. We would be at Mike's every day. Um niggas be thinking I'm lying, but I swear I saw Gerard Conrad at least six, seven times a week. I was in the open mics with Gerard. I brought like I, come, let me tell you, I I remember when Gerard came onto the scene. I think I was doing a, a MTV show. At the, I had went away. I was doing open mics. He wasn't there. I went off to do maybe Disaster Date on MTV or some shit like that. I go to the improv open mic one day, and everybody's like, have you seen this guy, Gerard? Have you heard Gerard? Gerard? Oh, my God, Gerard's amazing. Have you seen Gerard? I'm like, who the fuck is Gerard? Like, bro, it went from never knowing about this dude to everybody's like, oh, my God, Gerard, Gerard. And then I seen him perform, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, he cool, he funny. We had a conversation. I was like, oh, I seen his stand. I was like, yeah, smart stuff. I'm not going to lie. I did not know he was going to ascend so quickly like he did. Um, I did. Damn. I knew it when I did a joke one night. We did the same show. I, I talked about Fantasia, and this nigga talked about political science. And I was like, oh, this nigga out of here. <laughs> This nigga out of here. His mind different. I'm up here talking about Fantasia. Why she can't sing her songs because her tongue too big. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're just speaking truth. You know, shit. I would tell you another Gerard story. He pushed me. He pushed me to become a better comedian because it was the belly room one night. Crack them up Thursdays. Shout out to Michelle Murdoch. And Shout out Michelle motherfucking Murdoch. Man, straight up. She done put on so many comics. Um... I'm gonna have to do an episode with her. Just like if you don't know, you need to know about her. On the on the real. Um, he went up maybe two people before me. And it was packed that night too. The belly room, a smaller room at the comedy store on Sunset. You know, it hold what about 50 people or some shit like that. Maybe, maybe a little, I don't know, more or less. Right. He killed. I'm talking, he had a uh OJ Sim. A Simpson joke, OJ Simpson. Mind you, this ain't 1995 he doing the OJ Simpson joke. This is like fucking 2013 or some shit. He doing the OJ Simpson joke. Destroys. I was like, oh shit. I'm like, Justin, you have to now step your game up. I was gonna go up there bullshitting that night. But I'm like, I can't, I have to, I had to prove to myself because I saw myself as one of the young up-and-coming comedians. Right. So I'm like, I have to now fucking prove myself that I'm uh, up in, I gotta be like, y'all gotta look at me too now, goddammit. So he pushed me to be a, a better comedian after seeing him that night. When it came he for sure to- pushed me to be a better comedian and he pushed me to really focus on comedy. I think Gerard started popping in a time where also the social media started popping mm. and people was trying to tell me this is what success is. And I was like, no, I didn't see my bro do it accurately, nigga. With accuracy, nigga, on, on a level to where I can't even explain. So don't tell me I got to sit up and, and I have to be the vine, nigga. I have to. No, I don't have to do that, nigga. Woo. What you just said is bars. I, man, I, I talk about all the time about how when we were coming up, there was a stand-up comedian versus online comedian battle going on right. in the streets. And I was the same way. I was like, I want to be known as a stand-up comedian. And I stopped. So I had got on Vine because everybody was like, get on Vine, get on Vine. I was like, all right, motherfucker, let me get on Vine. Because I remember I was doing YouTube. You met me. I was doing YouTube. I was on YouTube early. I went viral early. I stopped doing it because I didn't want to be known as a YouTube comedian. So that's why I got off of YouTube. And really, when I met you, I was making my comeback to online stuff so i had already okay. went i had already went viral before i had did like a chris brown rihanna uh sketch that that took off and did millions of views so i was already kind of building that but i didn't want to be known as a youtube comedian i stopped doing it spoken reasons booked a movie called the heat off of his youtube success and i was like man fuck that i need to get my ass back on youtube so i got back <laughs> on, <laughs> i got back on youtube Maybe like that third video, so is that BET Cypher one we did. That took off. So I'm like, this shit is easy for me. That's what I'm, I, that, that's just, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm good with the sketches. I get on Vine. I got off YouTube again or so. I wasn't doing as much. Got on Vine because everybody said get on Vine. I was in, I was on the road with Atheon Crockett. 
somebody recognized me at the locker, at Foot Locker from Vine. Man, I got pissed inside. I said, man, I fucking moved to LA to become a fucking TV and movie star. I ain't fucking moved to LA to be a Vine star. I was like, I could do Vine anywhere, you know? So I was like, that ain't why I moved to LA. So I got on Vine. I was like, goddamn. But then I started now, fast forward, you the only nigga I know get love in the street and you get pissed off no, by it. No, no goddamn. Where you recognize me from? <laughs> Fuck. It's not yeah, how bro. I want it. <laughs> exactly. But on some, on some ego or ignorance, I, was, I would definitely say ignorance over ego. But ego, too, why I got upset because I was like, I didn't know this is where shit was going to go online. Right. You see what I'm saying? I didn't know it was going to go because I came up in the world of you do commercials, then you do TV, then you become a movie star and you, and you jumpstart all that from doing stand up. You know, that's, that was my thinking. Then Kevin Hart kind of came in and showed you, you could do anything. The rock came in the play even showed you, you could do anything. You know, you could host, you could have a sitcom, a half hour. So I don't know. So anyways, <laughs> what made you start then? I would say start getting on social media. When, when did you say, all right, let me start fucking with all death or let me start posting content and build my online presence. Um, shit, last year, nigga, uh, damn, last year, really? For myself, because I didn't care, I just, in my mind, niggas would hate me if they really realized, in my mind, what I thought, I thought, I thought this internet shit was some little shit, and I would do this until I get to the, the bigger shit, and then I had to realize, time is at a now. People watch YouTube like TV, but I take that back because even back then I was telling, when I remember being at ADD telling niggas we need to move past these two minute, three minute sketches. If you look at the history of ADD, me and Doughboy had the first show past 10 minutes on there wow. where I'm like, people are watching this like it's TV. So I knew that people was watching it, but it just didn't, I think it didn't pay enough to, I wanted to retire my mom, all kind of shit. And that didn't happen off of YouTube the way I thought it did. Or at least not not for me, because if I would have got all those numbers myself, life would be different, you know. But it's a company, lesson learned, all that shit. Uh, so, yeah, I think... I think it, if you're smart about it, it depends on how you work it. But it, 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 it'll benefit you in the end if you just keep going. So, so that being said, do you feel like it's still necessary for your career to get on TV? Or do you want to continue doing online and stand up? Like what, if, if you had your pick, <laughs> what would be the career path? Or what do you think is really necessary nowadays for a comedian to be successful? Um, drive. Drive, willpower, and uh, the mental ability to be able to change up if it doesn't go the way you want it. Like, can you, because people like to use the word conform or, you know, oh, I had to sell my soul or do all of this shit. When I look at certain successful niggas, I don't, certain niggas did sell their soul. I can't. Certain niggas really did do some evil things and, and met up with some demons to do other things. But I think certain people just made hella strong sacrifices that led to where they at now. And right. certain people, especially sensitive niggas, if you do one thing they don't like, they automatically use something else to them. I can't, I don't, my purpose ain't built off what your perception of me is. Mm, straight up. So. I, I, I'm sorry you feel that way, but I'm not sorry you feel that way because I'm going this way, basically, is how I, how I move. So so what do you feel about TV and films at this moment? And how do um, you feel about the internet? I feel, I feel good about the internet. I think, uh, I think me personally, I, in this space that we're in right now, I wouldn't mind skipping the industry if I had enough capital to make the TV 
if I can make a quality enough TV show and then just drop it on YouTube and not care about how I got my money back, I would do that. Right. Yeah, that was a because I know the quality is gonna get my money back on the back end. You know, right people up. gonna always come back and rewatch this piece of content. You know, straight up. I I, I think it. That's the that's the key, man. I feel like whenever the money catches up to the content, see the reason why people still I feel like chase TV and film is because there's guaranteed checks. There's a certain level of money that you're gonna get if you book a series regular on a network TV show. At the very least, you're gonna get twenty five thousand an episode. I mean, that's the very that's the very least you go get. Yeah, so. Once online, like imagine if all deaf, if y'all could do a sitcom for all deaf, put it on YouTube, and they was able to pay the talent twenty five thousand an episode. Shit'll be very different right now. It'll be very different. It'll be very different. People would be like, well, "But then that'd be the danger zone because then you everybody would be damn near able to start their own little shit." You know they you. You get enough capital, you can you can finance a film, you can finance things. I feel like they certain jobs give niggas money to make you forget about your dreams. One thousand percent. You know, like that's all that check is. It's just a little reminder that that you can't afford to do what you want to do for real, for real. Or at least that's the trick. That's the mental trick. But once you start moving in the creative space, you realize you can do a lot of shit without money. Um. It, and it's really just determination, heart. You know how many projects we have knocked out with no bread? Straight up. I mean, our video that did millions of views, no bread. You know, I used to call my shit zero dollar budget productions. <laughs> like I don't got no money. All we got is talent, this camera, and an idea. Right. That's it. And that's that's basically all you need. But you know, shout out to the kids right now, TikToking. Doing hey, I, thing. I, just, um, I just got my ass on that. You ain't on there yet? I got a TikTok. I'm more famous on TikTok than I am present. Hey, listen. Stay like on my TikTok. My voice is on there. Everybody do the voiceover and shit. Oh, okay. Bruh, I'm going to tell you, my homeboy Lee. Lee was actually telling me to get on TikTok because he had already started growing a fan base. I was saying the same shit, man. That shit stupid. It's for kids. Fuck all that. I don't got time for that shit. But then I was watching a video on marketing dude named Gary V, right? But he was talking about how TikTok is the quickest way you're going to grow your brand because of the natural algorithm. It don't have to be people following you on there. Your shit would just pop up on people's phones. So that's the that's the problems with like the, the Facebook and the Twitter and Instagram. You got to be following somebody to see their content, content typically. On TikTok, even if they're not following you, you could po- you could have zero followers. Post a video on TikTok and it might pop up on your screen. And you can be like, oh, this dude funny. Let me follow him. So I went from 500 followers to 40,000 followers in four months. There's no way on Instagram that I've really seen, unless you have a super viral video, that you go go from 500 to 40,000 in four months. Because people to- be bougie with them Instagram follows. They, you know, they. They be holding now. They don't know what to do. TikTok, there's so many kids on there. They just they don't care. They ain't got no. If they like it, like nigga. If they don't, don't. Nigga. But see, that's the biggest myth about TikTok too. It used to be a bunch of kids on there, bro. When I tell you, it's grown folks on there all day, bro. So yeah, I do got 13, 14 year olds. Because we know how to kill the party. Once my mama got on Black Planet, <laughs> nigga, that shit got weak. Everybody started signing off. Oh no! Oh, you know, people want they they seasoned. Vagina. <laughs> you know, people want the the, the cougar, the cougar. Damn. Black Planet is for niggas in college. Black. That's actually when I found out about Black Planet was when I was in college. That's that's so funny you say that because my homeboy showed me a girl topless. Um, on Black Planet, she was on a she was on AIM. I don't know if you remember AOL AIM. Hell yeah! But he, she, some—I don't know—it was like a video chat, early video chat or some shit. But all I remember was titties on the screen. I said, "Where you be at?" He said, "Black Planet." I said, "What the fuck is Black Planet?" And yeah, so shout out to that. Where you going, Teddy? 
I had to go get my lighter, bro. That shit was eating my spirit up. I sat down and I didn't have no lighter. Roast me. Man, when I tell you, bro, I remember when Ro when y'all first started posting Roast Me because you was the original host for Roast Me. Yes, sir. I thought that was the funniest online content out, period. There wasn't nothing funnier than Roast Me. It probably still ain't. <laughs> um, how did you Yeah, that was the, probably been the second time I almost laughed till I passed out. Yeah, bro. <laughs> How, how did you get involved? How did you get involved with all deaf? And then how did that lead to roast me? Um, I got involved with all deaf. Shout out to Doughboy. I gotta give my brother credit. Shout out to Doughboy. He had an man. idea. We was talking shit to each other on Twitter back in the day. Shut your fat ass up. Shut your fat ass up. And I didn't know how comical that was to outside people to watch two fat people argue about who's fatter. But it quickly caught a little slight buzz on Twitter and then we had an idea to have a, a weight loss challenge on Twitter and then Jeru Tillman came through told us to hold off on that idea because Russell just started this company and I was just like I mean Russell Simmons everybody yeah Russell Simmons shout out shout out and I was like I don't wait on niggas uh I know I got a lot of weight on niggas, but I, I don't wait on niggas, so I don't know. If, if it happens, happens. That was my spirit. If it happens, cool. If it don't, whatever. Things kind of quickly went into the direction of happening. We had a, a performance that we had to do for – Russell was supposed to be there, but he sent his people. He sent the black man and the Asian man, and I think that was uh, – I remember the Asian man. Russell's animal spirit at the time. <laughs> like, y'all think and, and feel like me, so go watch that. And tell me if these niggas is worth it. And uh, I guess we was worth it. We got the meeting, and the rest is history. Wow. Uh, we shot our whole first season, Teddy, Teddy Ray and Doughboy blowing up. 60% of that shit we shot at that Russell Simmons house. That's crazy. I've been to that and house. And I'm, I'm tripping off like, damn. Like, not only did you know Russell, we all up in this nigga house, chilling with his uncle. Eating good food. Russell sitting by the pool, Indian style. Man. Fuck you so damn flexible. He's 92 years old. Oh, it's the yoga. Shout out to Russell Simmons. Uh, he's Shout on out the to Russ. But him just bringing us into them doors kind of led to everything that happened at ADD. And then Roast Me happened sometime after that. Uh, you know. So... <laughs> Word on the street is you quit during the show uh, or, ro or roast me. Where, that ain't word on the street. That's word on the footage. <laughs> if you go, well, I don't know what week that was. I just, what? I had a problem. They told me they was going to pay me one thing, and then they ended up trying to double the work and pay me half, mm. and that's when I shut down. Gotcha. See, that's, that's what wasn't said. That they never say that part. They don't never, and I always dance around it. You know, it's just all love and whatever. I don't know. You my nigga, so I'm just talking. I right. don't blood. <laughs> now the truth slipped out. Straight up. No, hey, bro, I feel you because, like I said, when you when we was talking about that five percent increase, it's like, no, you gonna have to pay me, bro. You gonna have to pay me because you doubling up my work. You're increasing my workload, but you're not increasing my 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 pay flow. You know, my Man. cash flow. So I'm like, no, we go have to we go have to have some conversations. And they this. they paying, you know, they're not paying, they getting over on niggas because it's the internet and they don't gotta pay what Hollywood pay. That's that's what they saying. But nigga, come on though. Yeah, because they they those companies get bread. And see, what I didn't say was when they first started all deaf, they approached me too. I had a meeting with Russell and his team and all of that. My issue why I never got on board with that early on was I had already had videos go viral. You know, you was, you was in one. So I was already kind of doing decent on my own. They weren't going to allow me to have ownership of my content. Now, this was even before, like, I, I knew about ownership, ownership to the extensive level that I do, do now. But even back then, I was like, no, man. I'm going to tell you how I knew not to do that. I remember hearing about Damon Wayne's wanted to do a homie the clown movie. 
and he could never do it because technically Fox owned the rights to the character. The character. So that always stuck with me. I'm like, well, no, nah, this, this dude created this shit. And because these people bought the show, they own the rights to that character. So something he created, he can't fucking do. So that was kind of in the back of my mind when I was <laughs> talking to all deaf, because I'm like, who knows what character I may come up with? You know, who knows what I may come up with one day? And yeah, y'all shot it. Y'all helped me shoot it. But motherfucker, I could shoot my own shit. You know? That, that, and, okay, see? And that's the, there lies the problem. Because once you figure that out, then what, what's their job for? What do they do? Press the upload button. Right. <laughs> you know, it's the same way these artists still, these uh, record companies still be getting over on these artists because um, they talk about distribution fees and all that. That's when they actually had to press up CDs and package in and they had to do all this shit. Now, motherfucker, you And make sure it's in Walmart by 6 a.m. on Tuesday. Exactly. That cost money back in the day. Now, we just upload. It's on title, Apple, everything. Exactly. Exactly, bro. Fucking go on TuneCore and start your career. You know, uh, <laughs> get on TikTok and have a, a fine chick dance to your, your song. You know, you get enough fire you, shit. you up. You up, bruh. And, and I'm glad I just thought of that because I'm not bullshitting. There's a few chicks that probably follow me on TikTok. I'm probably sliding their DMs, toss them some bread, and be like, yo, dance to this part of my song clip and see, see how the shit go. You know, I mean, fuck, that's promo. Um, Never know. Never, what's the worst that can happen? We... we, we do 10 million streams. Exactly. Everybody, Soldier Boy K is back right now. Talk about clap, clap, Soldier, Soldier. Shout out to Soldier Boy, bro. That that dude, he will come up with a hit, bro. Everybody thought he was going to be a one-hit wonder. Well, a lot of people did. I ain't going to say everybody. And he continued to come <laughs> back with a hit, bro. Go to jail, come out, get a hit. And, and, and some bullshit. And now he going to... He's just a real legend, bro. Like, it's, it's people really just throw that word around loosely. Like, that nigga low-key, he a, a legend for just getting all that money at 16 and just being the youngest nigga to just swag the internet out. Two, two people that swag the internet out, music and comedically, and we've mentioned both of them. Comedically, Lil Duval. And then music, Soldier Boy. You know, those are the two people that had their posts on, on the culture, had their posts on technology, and ran with it. Right. And knew when to, to press that upload button. Because some people, everybody be pressing the upload button, but everybody don't know when to. Mm, speak on. That timing is everything. Timing is everything, bro. The same way you knew that, that week that you was like, oh, I saw the cypher, I saw it's coming up, I got a week to, that timing is everything. Then you're like, that's the, people wonder why Saturday Night Live is still on the air, even though it's not always that funny. It's current as fuck. It's current. Every week they got shit that just happened. So whether it's funny or not, people go click on the content, especially now. Even if they didn't see, they go either tune in because it's live, or they go click on it because it has something to do with something that just happened. Right. So even my first video that got went viral. The Chris Brown Rihanna shit happened. Literally that day, I filmed the sketch. I heard it on the radio that, that morning. I was coming back from getting breakfast from Burger King or some shit. Heard it on the radio, Chris Brown. So I said, what the fuck? Chris Brown? You know, this is when Chris Brown is like the next Michael Jackson. People, yeah, oh, I remember his gum commercial was on the TV every day. Ex- and then it wasn't no more. Exactly. It's so his gum, he had to deal with double mint. That's how big he became. I, everybody was like, damn, he got to deal with double mint gum. He socked the shit out of Rihanna. Luckily, <laughs> they're cool. She recouped. Everything's fine between them. They cool because they, I'll tell you why they cool. Because she was beating his ass too. Anybody and, that, that, and she don't even want to talk about because you you low key gotta beat a nigga ass about six six seven times for that nigga to really just buck up on you and be like all right now yeah if, if if a dude bite you you got him in some type of lock I don't give a damn what no if a dude if a man bites a woman you got him in some type of chokehold 
uh, that ain't in our nature to bite, you know. It's in our nature to sock somebody, but it ain't in our nature to bite. So when they said she had bite marks, now, again, I'm not, uh, I got to say this, <laughs> I'm not uh, making excuses for domestic violence. I'm not defending domestic violence. Uh, however. No, 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 no. You know, but, uh, but I have been told from an insider that is what happened. That's what I've been told. Somebody that's very close to the situation told me it indeed, she was beating on him and then he, he snapped and retaliated, uh, which a man should still never put his hands on a woman. So yes, I've seen this situation, but like in my life, like is 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 I don't know. I that's why I don't deal with women that like to get violent. If you got signs of getting violent, don't do that. Straight Since up, I'm not gonna touch you. Don't don't swing on me. Don't swing on me. I teach my daughter that I'm like a man shouldn't put his hands on you, but you don't need to put your hands on a man either. You know, I got enough sense to know not to knock your ass out. He may not have enough sense to know not to knock your ass out. You know, right. so, so don't so don't you go around putting your hands on nobody either. But I said all of that to say, timing. <laughs> that situation happened. I fucking knew a girl that kind of looked like Rihanna. We shot it, edited it in 24 hours, bro. I shot it. My homeboy knew how to do special effects. He, he shot it with me. He did editing. We didn't get done, me and him, because she got to go home. You know, she just did the acting part. I stayed at his crib, edited to 6 in the morning. I showed it to my homeboy, Reggie Jr. I sent it to Reggie Shout Jr. Shout out to Reggie. Right. I sent it to Reggie. I said, hey, man, you think this funny? Because I had just put out another video that was funny. It didn't kill in numbers, but it was funny. And he was like, I mean, it's good. It's not as funny as your last sketch. But he was like, just put the shit out and see what happened. I said, all right. I put that shit out, bro. Five, six hours later, my agent, my manager at the time called me. Oh my God, they're sending your video all around, um, all around the uh the the building. Everyone's loving it. They think it's hilarious. That shit up to like like four million views. But you know, but you gotta remember back then, a million views was viral back then. Like now yes. you get a million views, people are like, oh, that's cool. Back in those early, that's 2009. A, a million views to get you a meeting at CBS, nigga. Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. It got they, me employed. They be like, our, we, we have shows that don't reach a million views. What, what are you doing? That's, that, those are facts. I, I, I talk about this too, man. I was talking to uh, uh, King Batch a long time ago. Maybe about four or five years ago. And he was saying how he was still trying to get on a TV show. And I told him, I said, well, all your videos get over millions, you get millions of views on every video. I said, do you feel like you still need TV? And he was like, well, yeah, it's kind of like not being verified on, on uh, social media. Like, I feel like TV kind of verifies you. And I was like, all right, I'm pretty sure if I was to ask him that question now, his perspective probably has changed because he gets so many views People probably just offer him. I don't, I don't even know if he's still auditioning. I want to get him on the show one of these days, but because I want to ask him, like, even are you still auditioning or are you just getting straight offers? Because his social media numbers are stupid. Yeah. And, but I will say, I feel like he might be just getting offers, but I feel like he is taking the craft way more seriously. Mm -hmm. if, if it makes sense, because. I've seen some of his earlier movies, and then I've seen some of his later movies, and bro is just, he getting better. Oh, absolutely. He getting better. Like, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm the type of nigga, I don't really gauge people on where they start. I gauge people on their trajectory. You know what I'm saying? What, what I, the potential I see and where I think they headed. You feel me? And then when they reach there, damn, you got there. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. And yeah, I was that last sure. that coffee and Kareem movie. I was laughing at King Bat's parts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know a movie he killed it in too. I want to say um, it was a Wayne's. It was a Marlon Wayne's movie. It was like Fifty Shades of Black. I want to say I think he was in Fifty Shades of Black with with Marlon Wayne's. He killed it in that, and he doing music too. Also, um, Batch. You know he killing it with the music. You know, oh, I didn't know that nigga was doing music. Shout yeah. out to Batch on that. Yeah, man, he getting it in. He he been getting that nigga it. on my Domino's app every day promoting Postmates. Getting bread, bro. He getting bread, man. 
How, what comedians? I saw your uh, Young OGs show that y'all was doing. What um was that? Is that a tour y'all doing? Was that a one nighter situation? What's the what's the word on that? Because I think that's a dope name. <laughs> it's a brand that we pushing. Uh, we we want to tour more. We have hit road shows, but like I say, when we were doing the most of our our dates. Uh, corona hit right when we were starting to do more and more dates. Corona slapped us, uh, so we regrouping right now and, and re strategizing. We got, I think, our first two or three shows lined back up, but uh, yeah, we trying to push this young OG brand. Really, it's, it's the I don't want to say, because you're a young OG yourself, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's people with like 10, like we young comics, but we passed the young comic. Oh, absolutely. We, we you know like what I'm young, saying? We, we young vets for sure. We, 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 is the young OG show, I wanted to make it a mark where every face you see on, on this show will be a household name in five years. I believe that. Absolutely. Like, you know, we was two years short of, of booking you. You, you was it, you, you in everybody's house now. Everybody, I be seeing your your little ass on billboards, all kind of shit, nigga. <laughs> Smiling. Yeah, that's that's called uh, money in my bank account. That's where that smile come from. Hey, oh, hey. <laughs> financial security. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I got smile a bright. Yesterday, with... that put a smile on my face. I, it ain't. Wait, say that again. I said I got a call yesterday that put a smile on my face. It might not be the same security that you got, but it's <laughs> hey, it's, I, I felt nice and secure. Hey man, shout out to that. And what what comedians? So say that who's the comedians that's all on the Young OGs? And then I also want you to name other comedians who you feel are next up, or that's um, really funny right now that you like. <laughs> Well, the young OGs is Lewis Belt, myself, and we just added CP, comedian CP out of I Detroit. Love CP, because uh, I just think, damn, uh, I, I think CP is a is a. Uh, I don't want to call him the Bernie Mac of, of our era, but I just feel he gives me that where I don't have no more laughs in me kind of laughter. Yeah. You know, and that's a real, you know, I, I salute. That was the first, I, not to say none of these other comics never threatened me or nothing, but like you said, when you watched Gerard, he was like, damn, I got to get on my shit. Right. First time I seen CP, I was like, oh, so I got to tell joke jokes. <laughs> I got, I can't just go out there and, <laughs> and fill the crowd out and do me, nigga. It's just, okay. Okay. Cause that his his mind is super expansive, and he just be he remind me of like a a, a hood or JB Smooth. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. So where that. it'll be one thing, and then he'll think about it in a thousand different directions, and then it'd be like, all right, that's all I thought about that, and then it'd be, but it'd be like, bro, you just made me laugh so hard with shit that I would have never thought about. Uh, I just did a show with Precious, Precious Hall in the Bay. I rock with her. She's a beast, man. Man, she be murdering crowds. I be seeing niggas be like, I'll follow anybody here but but Precious. And once you get on that level. That's high praise right there. I mean, that's when you become a threat to the insecure, but that's high praise for her, for sure. Right. I'm going to tell you, I'm a... CP, the last time I saw CP before, first, well, it's it's bad. I've seen some women. It's, it, it, Precious is one of those uh, comedians where, because comedians, we have a bad thing of saying she she's funny for a comedian. Uh, she's funny for a female comedian. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or, or she's a female comedian. She's one of them people like, no, you shouldn't do that with a woman anyways. But she's one of those people like, no, she's a comedian. She's gonna stand, she can stand toe to toe and do better than men comedians. Like right. I've seen it. I've seen nights when she goes up and obliterates a room, you know, precious hall. And then when it comes to CP, the last time I saw CP was at the improv, probably on like a Mo Better 
Mondays type night with D-Ray. And whatever zone he was in, whatever material material he was doing that night, it was hitting on all cylinders, bro. And when he got off the stage, I said, yo, stay in that zone. Because I've seen him other nights, and he was, you know, cool. You know, we do cool. You know what I'm saying? He was still funny. But it was, right. like, it, it was funny that night. But that night, I'm like, bro, whatever that is, that mind space you in right there, you continue that way, you out of here, bro. Because it was, it was next level funny. You know, because I, I judge it the same way. If I'm doubled over laughing, because we comedians, so, you know, we see hear jokes all day. But if yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, I was, I, was, I was thoroughly impressed by him, man. So shout out to CP, shout out to Precious. Um, yeah, man. And, and the last thing I was going to say when it came to Bernie Mac was, I'm about to host some shows here in Atlanta now uh, when I get time at the comedy club. And I told myself the reason why I want to start hosting, um, because I know Bernie Mac had a room. I know Robin Harris had a room. I'm trying to tap into that level of funny. You know, I'm trying to tap into, I'm not just trying to be, oh, Justin funny. It's like, no, Justin's a fucking monster. Um, right. So, and, and I'm doing it fucking in Atlanta, you know. So, if you could be Some a monster. Some of the hardest rooms in America. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Nigga, Atlanta's, Atlanta's a city so hard that half the crowd is a comedian, they damn self. Straight up. So, so you got to come with it. Man. And, I don't, and I've had, you know, all good shows anytime I've done guest spots here, but I know next week, next weekend I'm hosting at uh, the Atlanta Comedy Theater. Um, I remember doing a weekend run in Atlanta. I bombed my first show. I figured it out by the second show, but I just realized this is a certain energy you got to come with in Atlanta. You, just, you do, bro. You, you, you got to be on their ass. You got to be on their ass, bro. You can't come with the half-stepping because them motherfuckers looking at you like, be funny, be funny immediately. You know, when we go throw a goddamn, <laughs> throw this chair at your ass. Um, man, I appreciate you, Teddy, man. Uh, I'm glad we was able to do this. I'm glad you was able to pull up, bruh. You know, we ain't chopped it up in a long time. Um, in a long time, man. It's good to see you, player. Man, good seeing you too, man. Like I said, I started this to celebrate people I feel like living legends and making legendary moves, man. So what's up? This is the final thing. Where Where do you want to see your career five, ten years from now, and let people know if there's anything or any place where they could check check you out? Um, that word you said earlier hits me. Ownership. Uh, that's what we're doing with this young OG. We in a move uh, to own all our content. We, we uh, sold the live stream. We had live stream shows that we was partnering up with Combo ENT that they were shooting all of our stuff. But, um, yeah, we just moving towards ownership. I don't care how it sounds. We just going to shoot it ourselves, too. We ain't got nothing left, man. But I, I believe in us. I, I believe in uh, I believe in stand-up comedy because that's an art form that I feel like saved my life. And I don't, I don't think too many uh, – I think people want it and need it, but I don't think – I don't see a people appreciating it the way it should be appreciated you know it's just kind of like oh yeah whatever you know facts it's there if it's there but nah it's it it's, it's what i used to listen to in my walk man in high school i was listening to eddie murphy's greatest hits when everybody was listening to rich boy and all that other shit <laughs> i had that too mims nigga i'm listening to eddie murphy richard pryor martin lawrence nigga on martin cd lawrence. Me too. Martin Lawrence, his uh, oh man, that's what that's um, now that's the second I um, and I was driving that which fucked me up because I almost crashed my car. Listening to, Mar <laughs> <laughs> Listening to Martin Lawrence's damn, what's the name of that album? Try to look up his audio album, Lee. Lee's somewhere with his hands in his pants, but um, he did two, it was talking shit. I believe that's the one. Talking shit, that's bro, niggas be sleep on that, man. That's some of the most prime. Martin, I, <laughs> it really is, bro. Uh oh, he disappeared. Teddy said I had enough of this shit. <laughs> nah, niggas be calling me. But um, yeah, Martin Lawrence talking shit. Um, uh, he was dealing with a heckler in the crowd, and when I tell you he said something so funny, that was the second time I almost passed out because I almost crashed my car. Shout out to y'all. Go look that shit up. Martin Lawrence talking Man. shit. Uh, it's an audio 
uh, stand-up special. Incredible. Um, yeah, man, and let the people know where they can find you at. Uh, y'all can find me, Teddy Ray Comedy, on IG. Just look up Teddy Ray on YouTube. All the work will pull up. Um, yeah, just tap in with me, man. Just stay close. I got shit in the works. More Young OG shows coming out. Uh, I got something that I book. I'm pretty sure I don't know when it'll drop or if I can talk about it right now. But it's big enough to when y'all see it when y'all see it. Up. It's enough money for me to start acting different a little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's why I need a good lawyer because I feel like I can swing an extra. I can I can swing an extra. You know, couple couple chickens out there. Well, you do need a lawyer regardless because you know the the real importance of a lawyer, as I was told, is not to help you sign the deal; it's to help to get you out of the deal if you ever need to get out of a deal. So that's the importance of a good lawyer. You know, when shit ain't going right, you want to be able to know how to finagle out of that situation. I can get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yep, yep. And I hopefully get out of here with a check. Straight up. A sadness check, because that's what white people get when they get when they get let out of their job. <laughs> a sadness they check? They let go of, uh, Oz, what's the girl off the view, Osborne. They let her go, just let her go, nigga. They had to send her some M's, nigga. Well, care package. Yeah, must be nice. A severance package. That's what they get. Fucking severance package. We get a nigga go home. Nigga, can you man. go home? Like, all right, you know. Um, hey man, I appreciate you. Love you. Just know this. Even though I don't follow you, I fuck with you, and I fuck with you tough. You know what I'm saying? Hey man, I don't follow my mama, and that's my <laughs> whole mama. You know, I, I came out of her vagina, and I I, I did not hit follow on her account. I don't follow my mama you know, either. So. She be kissing random niggas on the cheek at cigar mm. bars sometimes on my timeline. I don't want to see that. Hey, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey bro, keep killing the game, bro. I'm I'm excited for where you at and where you going. I know it's only bigger and, and brighter things for you, man. So I salute you, King. And yeah, man, I, I'm we we gonna link up when I'm in LA again. For sure, for sure. I'm, I, I'll hit you if I'm in the A, because I'm probably going to be out that way in the next two, three months. Oh, no. Yeah, holla at me. All right, for sure, man. All right, bro. Peace. Much love, man. Stay on your shit, player. I'm hey. proud of you. Hey, appreciate that, bro. Will do. Man. Peace. No, I ain't no Jay-Z. But you still get a J. Shooting at niggas like that nigga Clay. Invested in myself and doubled up my pay. 